Hey listeners, this is Wesley, and thanks for tuning in to the Amplify Your Process Safety Podcast. Today's episode, we talk about weak signals or leading indicators for operators, boots on the ground, our maintenance technicians, INE techs, people who are in the facility, understand their kit, their process, and they can hear abnormal noises when things are hard to start, things are difficult. These are weak signals. These are gifts from your process. What do you do with those? How do you communicate them? And how do you prevent process safety incidents? As always, Rob and I thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to Amplify Your Process Safety, the podcast that provides the experience and expertise you need when it comes to process safety and risk management. Our hands-on approach will give you the insight needed, whether you're new to industry or process safety, in a role where you interact with aspects of process safety, or an experienced process safety professional. Join your hosts, Wesley Carter and Rob Bartlett, in their mission to protect people, the companies they work for, and the communities where they operate by making process safety knowledge available to all. What's going on, Rob? Wesley, how are you? I'm good today. Very good. You ready for another podcast? I'm ready for another podcast episode. My favorite part of, actually, it's my favorite part of working at Amplify Process Safety is our podcast. Well, that's great. That's great. I'm glad to. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you are getting a lot personally out of it. I too enjoy it. Um, but I think the focus here uh, is to provide uh, the listener with some valuable information. So, what hopefully valuable information are we going to impart today? But actually, more importantly, who's the audience for today's podcast? Oh, the audience. Yeah. Who? 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 So we, we've talked before about what multiple just, audiences. What was that? Who? 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 That? who? Uh, it's boots a little, on the ground. A little, 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 little bit of owl going on here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who are we? Who are we aiming this one for? Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. So people these are the who guys execute the work in the plant. The guys who where the rubber meets the road. Hardest workers in the facility. You know, I, I say facility, and something I'm going to throw around today is the term the kit. Okay. So your kit. So uh, you we're were, not we're not talking kit from Knight Rider. Not kit from Knight Rider. Okay. We're not talking about the Hoff. Not talking about David Hasselhoff. No, but but your kit. So you've got. I'm an operator. I'm a mechanic. I'm an INE technician. I work in the facility on boots on the ground. I make the money for the company. I keep the process running. But that process, that facility, that manufacturing plant, whatever you're doing, that's your kit. That is your kit. Okay. And often in your kit, and so today for boots, the boots on the ground audience, yeah. you've got weak signals. Weak signals. So that's that's the topic today. Weak signals weak in signals. your kit. Weak signals. Weak okay. signals in your kit. All right. Um, you can think of them more as like, a, if you've ever heard the terminology, and if you haven't, a leading indicator. Okay. I know leading indicators. What, I is mean, a, we, what is this? So leading indicator is something that we track most of the time when we're talking about leading indicators. It's like a number. It's a statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a statistic that we watch. And, and if, if take uh, take first aids, first aid injuries, for instance, uh, if those start tracking up, we in general are at a higher risk for a medical treatment or well, something because or we something have a worse. leading indicator that, that we have poor safety record. Exactly. So, so, so that, that statistic is the leading indicator. I'm guessing that we're not, we're not talking about numbers and metrics here for, for operators and maintenance folks. What are we talking about? Yeah. So we're talking about from your kit, weak signals from your process. I mean, a good metaphor for this is if you drive a vehicle, you know, some people ride the bus, they ride a train, I get it. But if you drive a vehicle on a daily basis, you get some sort of muscle memory from the how long it takes your vehicle to start, what it feels like when you put it in reverse, when you put it in drive, how long it takes to the kick back into drive. If it's as the, if it's an automatic transmission, what it feels like. If it's a manual transmission, what it feels like when you let off the accelerator, right? Or you put it in the clutch and then you come back and you, you put it in gear. Whatever the case is, you get a feeling for that. You get some muscle memory. You can you typically feel 
a transmission slipping. Right. And and it's not because well, you're I think sitting. we've all got there. We've all we've all been been somewhere. Yeah, what and, was that? And, and yeah, is some and, and you try to think about what or you hear what, something. What, what exactly? What exactly is different? You hear something like you hear a squeal. A, a you hear a belt. Bit, you maybe a you hear different. A, you hear a belt squealing in well, your that's motor. A, yeah, that's an obvious one. Yeah, yeah you, you hear that. But it's a weak. Yeah, your belt hasn't broke. That's right. But sometimes it's not. It's not that obvious. Sometimes it's. Wait a minute. My engine is revving. A, it sounds a little. Why bit is this thing shaking itself to right death now? when I'm sitting at a light? It's idling really high. It's sitting there like yes. shaking a lot, and you're like, "This does not feel normal." This is not. This is not normal. Or so your body has. When you say muscle memory, you mean like like your body has a memory of what normal is, mm-hmm. and for a kit, for 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 the 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 equipment that we are operating or that we're maintaining, um, we have a feel for what that is supposed to be, both auditory, the way it feels, the the. The, the way it looks even even on a screen like the printout on the DCS or something like that like mm-hmm. you can say oh that's it's that's about what it normally looks like yeah even though it's drifting around nope that's that's so what boot, it so looks boots like. on the ground yeah they establish this relationship whether they like it or not because they're always in the process day in day out day in day out starting equipment walking around getting readings you know they take pressures certain things they put on a daily log whether they put that into an iPad you know a tablet or they put that in you know they write it on a piece of paper they're getting these readings and they're monitoring that so they've got this process knowledge they've got this muscle memory being around the process boots on the ground so how do I take that information you know listen to our kit I've got this process knowledge how do I take that and what do I do with it you know what something doesn't seem right so I'd like to talk about what are some example weak signals. You know, what can I do? What I do with that information and how can I use that as a leading indicator to prevent something more catastrophic or maybe um, losing a piece of equipment or a loss of containment that might lead to a process safety incident. Okay. So so going back to my car, right? If I hear a belt slipping mm-hmm. and I don't do anything about it, I could be on the side of the road or I could, yeah, I could be on the side of the road because at some point my belt breaks and now my, my gas light, my cooling fan, my cooling fan isn't, isn't going off. Not a good day. It's not a good day. It's not a good day. So, okay. So what would you like, you want to go through what, what some of the signs are and then maybe what you could do? Okay. Yeah, just general description. So, uh, I've had this piece of equipment that is always pretty easy to start. All of a sudden it won't start. It's hard to start. I'm having to troubleshoot this, this piece of equipment a lot more. I'm having, you know, so that could be something inherent to the machine. Mm-hmm. That could be something else. But that's a weak signal. If you know, so the timing of starting something up. And now something that used to be like, hey, we walk up, we put this, you know, p- you know, we open up this valve, this is position, we go and press the button, it starts up. Now all of a sudden that's not working. What's the problem? Diagnosing that's a weak signal because okay. I haven't had an event, but there's some issues that go along with something that's won't start, it's hard to start. Okay. So that's a good good example good of one. one. Absolutely. A rep- repetitive alarms. Ooh. Those are, those are tough. Repetitive. <clears throat> so when I think repetitive alarms, the first thing I'm thinking is um, that people ignore them because they are, uh, they're nuisance. They're nuisance alarms. Nuisance alarms. So, uh, and we're not talking about nuisance, you know, so nuisance alarms are one thing. But a repetitive alarm is it's legitimate. Okay. So it's legitimate. legitimate. I pay attention to it. I pay attention to it, but it I'm getting happening. it a lot more frequently. This is a gift from my process telling me, hey. There's hey, something going on. Hey, you, what are you doing? Yeah. You're There's playing something. with that pressure. You're playing with that temperature. The one that I flagged is an alarm. You know, so I start seeing that more frequently. Whereas, you know, before you're like, you know, as I've been operating this, you know, you know, you, you ask the other operator that works with you, you ask her, you say, hey, when's the last time you saw this temperature alarm? And she's like, I don't, you know, I don't remember that going off. And we're like, this is going off a lot. What's going on? So there's probably something underlying, some underlying problem mm-hmm. with the process that's causing that to happen. All right. Some of it's obvious. Yeah. Signs, you know, rust, corrosion, 
you start, you know, you've got this nice kit, you know, it's a brand new facility or whatever. Maybe you did a project expansion, holding it. All of a sudden you start noticing that like, Hey, we're starting to get rust here pretty, pretty bad. And then you start, you know, you, you look around, you're like, there's not a lot of moisture in there or whatever the case is. Maybe we missed our CP, cathodic protection, something like that. But you can see that, you know, for, you know, as a, you know, consultant now, but especially when I was a process engineer or, or I was working in a process safety engineering role, I don't get to spend every day in the plant. So I might walk by and see that and go, eh, that's what it is. But if you're an operator, you, every day you see that. You know, so some of this stuff is, you know, corrosion, rust things you can see. You know, interesting story about, about corrosion. Um, had a plant one time that um, had some galvanic corrosion, which comes from two dissimilar metals touching each other. And uh, if it had been let to go, it would have resulted in a, uh, in a, a leak of a flammable or something like that. But because we caught it and figured out what it was, we we isolated it such that it wasn't a problem. We saw it. We did something about it. So the operators who um, had that part of the process um, realized, hey, there's something going on Mm -hmm. here. That's funny. That's not normal. That's not normal. That shouldn't be rusting. Uh, Hey, engineer, what's going on here? Um, And we're able to stop stop the corrosion and prevent a leak down the road. Now, in some processes, that leak could result in bad things happening this particular one it would have been probably just a nuisance it wasn't that big a deal but that sort of thing happens all the time yeah eyes on the ground they see that they bring they someone's saw that, attention they brought it up absolutely we'll bring that you know kind of full circle here in a second um the other thing is uh something i saw you can ice build up sometimes this is part of the process but you can start to see parts of the process where you maybe you have um, a jt effect joel thompson effect across something you don't expect and you're starting to ice up there and therefore you're creating a restriction in the process what's the joel thompson effect joel thompson effect as you restrict the orifice going through something certain chemicals you know hydrocarbons or whatever specifically hydrocarbons you'll have cooling they as you cool go from, as, as they go, go through from, that restriction as you go from high pressure to low pressure they mm-hmm. cool sure. yeah um so you see things like that you also see like tubing yeah. think you know tubing like you know so tubing is running through the process and while you install it, everything looks good. You fire things up, you walk away. There's a lot of vibration in the area. And so that tubing starts to rub. Right. And depending on what you're running through that tubing or what it, where it's at, that could be a not so good thing. If it were to look, if it were to develop a leak from the erosion from that, right? So if I'm an operator and I see examples of rubbing on the piping or anything like that, signs of where two things are rubbing together, mm-hmm. uh, that's probably long-term not going to be a good thing, so let's nip it in the butt. And there's things you won't see just walking through the facility once. But an operator, a mechanic we'll that's in there all the time is like, hey, hey wait. did you notice? Did, have you seen this? And I'm like, what? And they tell me, you know, they're like, did you see this is right here rubbing on this Brady connection or whatever? And I'm like, no, I didn't know that. Right. You know, bringing someone's attention. You know, talk about ice buildup. Another one is, uh, is, is liquid buildup from a steam leak or, uh, or uh, uh, Get a corrosion underneath insulation. Mm-hmm. So a lot, of, a lot of times, um, you know, the operator's the one who's there every day and notices. You know, there's been water dripping out of this 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 insulation for a while. Um, if they don't, if they never said it, say anything about it, because um, it's different than what it used to be, and they say, oh, it's probably just condensation in the air or whatever. But you've got corrosion underneath that insulation, which can lead to catastrophic failure of the piping. So. Yeah, and that you know, the, this next thing I'll talk about is. Uh, I call it abnormal, but it's your senses. You know, we have we have five senses. You know, I don't have a sixth sense. You don't see dead people? I see dead people. <laughs> no, but, you know, your senses. But I hear something. I smell something. You know, abnormal levels in the process. I can see things like this. You know, a, good, you know, a couple of good examples is, uh, 
you know, we had on in some equipment, we had liquids that were right near um, where, the, where they would actually condense into liquids. There was a gas that could, you know, the temperature. And inadvertently, we created a spot where those liquids would accumulate. They'd see a pressure and they'd sling it through the whole system. And that whole piping system is that as it took that slug and slammed it went up in elevation, just the geometry movement of the pipe was making a lot of funny sounds, shaking a lot of equipment. And I had an operator come to me and say, Hey, Wesley, I want you to take a look at something. I was like, what? And I went over there and, and he's like, we're building, you know, we're right here. We're forming, you know, we're condensing liquids inadvertently based on their, our operating conditions and the temperature outside. Watch what happens. I'm sitting there watching and that thing's I about, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And that's when we, we came back and we said, Hey, we need to keep. This, this compressor running at this temperature, we need to look at some other things. Maybe we need to, you know, the way we designed that piping. But it wasn't something that you could see. You had to be around every once in a while to catch it. Right. And, you know, an operator found this. So okay. it's an abnormal what they saw and heard. Right. But it was definitely not kosher. It wasn't good. Well, and there are some, no- some noises that are normal, some, some smells that are normal, uh, normal part of the process. But the first, the first person who who's most likely to catch that is the, are, uh, when something changes are the people close to the process. So these are some, you know, leading indicators, weak signals. And then you kind of get into some things that are getting closer to having, I'll call them, I'll call it process safety incident, process safety event, a release of my highly hazardous chemicals. So I keep having the plant shut down. My emergency shutdowns, my process shutdowns keep shutting me down. Sometimes that's, that's a, not good. No, because I some, mean, it, it's, probably doing what it's supposed to do but if it's doing what it's supposed to do it's, it's like too often. it's like your repetitive alarm right you're flirting with the alarm it's, it's like hey tell you hey something. and all of a sudden it's going not only hey it's like hey shut down right hey stop operating hey stop operating well and sometimes shutting down comes with its own risks mm-hmm. i mean you're shutting down for a potentially worse catastrophic failure but shutting down itself can sometimes be a risk in and of itself so you certainly don't want to have that and it's, it's your, it's your process. It's your kit talking to you. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, the other thing is, you know, I, I don't want to spend there's, you know, we've talked this for a little bit, but, uh, repetitive, repetitive, uh, equipment failures. Okay. So I've got a pump and I've, I've gone in. So I'll tell you on the back end, a, a lagging indicator. I'm doing an investigation cause we had a fire mm-hmm. and in my investigation, I'm, I'm building my timeline. I'm talking with the operator and the operator says, yeah, that thing, we failed that thing three times. I'm like, what do we mean failed that thing three times? And they say, well, that pump where this installation was, we actually cracked that in the threads and we had a release. We just shut it down. I put it back in place. It happened two more times. The third time it, it sprayed hydrocarbons and caught fire and burned the pump up. So that's that thing failed four times. It was, those are, in my opinion, you know, well, the fourth time was the fire. But those three other times where there wasn't a fire, those were gifts. Those right. were weak signals. Right. So they're not quite like, hey, I got an alarm or something that doesn't sound right. That's a little more getting closer to an incident. Mm-hmm. But it didn't result in a fire. But but there's an interesting point there, which is that we can't pay attention to all of the weak signals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a weak signal is just that. It's just a weak signal that doesn't require anything. So I would think if we had a pump, well, the first time it broke, who knows? It could sure. be just fatigue, whatever. But I fix it. Again? I put it back in, and I have the same failure. Now now, now the process is screaming Something's something going on. is wrong. Right? You know, maybe, maybe it's the design. We don't have the right, you know pulsation bottles around the pump, whatever the case is, but do a deep dive. Yeah. Um, then there's other things like, you know, I see a PSV go off on the time, you know, PSV lifts. Um, sometimes you have these caps on your PSVs, you know, for rain, a rain and you walk around your plant and all your PSVs rain caps are gone. You know, Hey, do you have a rain cap policy? Right. 
that's a big deal. If a walk into facility doesn't have that, that's not really going to be a good indicator. Right. But <laughs> that's a different type of leading indicator. Right. But if you have rain caps and they're all blown off, or you know, it's like, hey, what's going on here? Are we do we constantly lift these PSVs? You know, something wrong with them? You know, whatever the case is, but that can be something else. So, so I had a client one time who had a um, um, had a conservation event on a storage tank, and um, the storage tank uh, had some flammable materials that were very pungent and um they it ended up that they uh basically got some odor complaints so in 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 looking into the odor complaints um talking to the operators i hear that well anytime we fill that fill those i think think it was that tank because there were there were two tanks that were kind of together but every time we fill that tank um we hear this chattering what do you mean chattering and a lot of um, people talking People talk. <laughs> no. So what actually happened? So I had them. Ta- I had them take a look at the conservation vent, and the internals were like totally like mangled. We never did figure out exactly what happened, but the whole thing. So anytime they were adding to it, this conservation vent was not sealing the way it was supposed to, and was uh, was letting Shattering. too much material out. Sure. Yeah. 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 And they, it's a, you know, like I said, you're getting we're progressing through our weight signals. Things are closer and closer to an event actually having a release. If under different circumstances could have been. Yeah. But boots on the ground, people who understand their kit have that muscle memory, people who understand these things. Well, at some point, that conservation vent went from not chattering to chattering. And they and at some point, it would have been great if the operator, if an operator would have come forward and say, hey, there's something different here. And we're not saying that operators should be now, that's their only job is for weak signals and stuff. We're just saying like, you've got this muscle memory. Right. Use it. If something's abnormal, something's not right, communicate with someone. Get, get an engineer, get another operator, get your supervisor. Say, hey... Does that sound right to you? Does this alarm continually going off? I haven't noticed this. Now it is. Get someone else involved. Have a discussion. Right. Talk about it. Yep. You know, because inadvertently through some of these things, we developed something called workarounds, shortcuts. Yeah. But a workaround. We used to do it this way. Now we do it this way because that's a weak signal. That's your process talking to you again. Something, you you know, we were talking about this before. That's operational drift. Exactly. We. This is how we used to do business. This is how we're doing business now. Do you create a hazard with the way you're doing business now with that workaround, that operational drift that's accepted well, today but wasn't accepted yesterday? Well, and the problem with workarounds and drift is that often they're 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 done outside of say the management of change process where they just kind of are happening are they're happening spontaneously. An operator figures out well to get my throughput, all I have to do is you know is is run it here, mm-hmm. you know, run it at, at sixty instead of running it at thirty. That's gonna have that could have some sort of impact, and if you haven't looked at that through some sort of an MOC process, there is the risk that that work, that workaround either in like an acute short-term sort of a situation or long-term, like over time, eventually you could run into a problem from that. Yep. All right. Anything else? Anything else? I think that's good. That's a good list. That's a, that's a good list. So, so you're, so you're, uh, you're an operator, uh, in, no, in, I'm a, not. in a plant. Yeah, you, we, no. we do not want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. we, we should, nope. nobody wants us pressing I'm buttons an and operator. stuff or turning valves. But I get it. But if you are an operator, okay, um, and you noticed, hey, wait a minute, you know that that um, um, uh, that valve is is leaking a little bit. It's not like a full blown mm-hmm. release, but, but it's I noticed some, some. It's something different from before. What should you do? Just communicate. Okay, I say communicate. That it can be formal. Talk to your supervisor. Talk to another operator about it. Maybe you're the most experienced operator, and you can already know that's not good. Maybe you're the green operator. You know, someone who's learning. A green operator. That's an interesting point. So, 
perhaps green operators, new operators, sometimes because they're a fresh set of eyes and they're saying, well, why is that? And why is Mm -hmm. that? That's actually where um, a lot of this sort of stuff, because it's abnormal compared to what they're expecting. Even though they don't know the process, they don't know the kit. It's, it's abnormal based on what they they expected it to look like. I expect that valve to not have Mm -hmm. liquid leaking out of it. So you have a conversation with that. The thing is communicate. And then if if the senior operator says, oh, it's always been like that. Alarm bells should be going off saying, hey, wait. It's always been that way. Is that a workaround? Is that a weak signal that part of your operational drift you've learned to accept? Whatever the case is. But whatever, you get these weak signals, whatever they are, whether it's a sound, smell, something you see on the HMI, whatever. Communicate it to someone. Have a conversation. Try and take those weak signals. Have a, And sometimes it's nothing. And sometimes it's something. Right. And that is a trick. And like I said, I kind of touched on that before. Not every weak signal is something that we need mm-hmm. that is going to cause a catastrophic incident. Correct. Um, and sometimes we probably don't pay attention to the, the weak signals that we should, and they escalate. Um, and many times, it's that that was not a big deal. Um, but the idea is to communicate, to identify mm-hmm. them, communicate them. You're the ones closest to the to the use that process. Mu- use that muscle. Use memory. that muscle memory. And make sure that people know because, and I can say this as, as, a, as a former process engineer who worked in chemical plants, um, the engineers don't necessarily know exactly what's going on. What? <laughs> what? So you got to make sure that you bring it up to them. Yep. Um, and, if, and if you don't get any response, don't, don't hesitate to go, to go higher in the organization. Um, some, as I said, some things require follow-up. Others don't, and it's a bit of an art to figure out which one it is, and that mm-hmm. comes with experience. But that none of that none of that works if somebody doesn't wave the flag, and the operator should be the, one, the right. maintenance person, whoever's closest to that problem to that kit should be communicating that. Good job. All right. So that is is that it for weak signals? That is our episode on weak signals. Okay. Well, um, as always, if you have any questions or uh, comments or any um, topics you'd like for us to talk about in the future, please uh, email us at podcast at amplifyconsultants.com. Uh, we always look forward, or look, uh, look forward to hearing from, uh, from the listeners. So please do that. Uh, if you uh, like the podcast, please subscribe. Uh, we are now on iHeartRadio and Pandora, yeah, uh, as well as iTunes and I'm sure many other um, podcast places. Uh, Google so, Play. Google Play? Google Play. All right. Um, So with that, uh, we will close another podcast here. Thank you for listening. This is Rob Bartlett. And this is Wesley, as always. Take care. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Amplify Your Process Safety. Head to our website, amplifyconsultants.com, to find our show notes and other resources. Thank you for joining us in our mission to ultimately save lives by advancing process safety right here on Amplify Your Process Safety. Until next time.